This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, So you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it, like, doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on. Well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code Fake the Nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 248. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we're off to another Ramadan. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and we've been through a few Ramadans together. I've given up certain forms of anger in previous Ramadans. For this one, though, I want to be, this is my goal, I want to be patient when I explain technical things. Wait for it. To my parents. Oh, because I don't know about you guys. I get real mad. Uh, so I'm going to try and work on that this Ramadan. Um, today, we are going to talk about vaccine passports. We're going to talk about Dante Wright and about changing your personality. I'm so excited by today's panel. We have joining us for the very first time. He's a comedian. He's a gay icon. He's co-host of the podcast Keeping Record, which is another headgum podcast, which makes him one of my podcasting cousins. Folks, it's Caleb Heron. Hey, Caleb. Hi. Thank you. That was very gracious of you to include gay icon on your own. I didn't mention that. You just came up with that, which was really sweet. <laughs> uh, I immediately detected 
detected gay icon- iconography yes. Yes. when gay, I met you. Your gay so icon dar just was going off. It was I got going in. Yep. off. Yep. It, uh, it went out of control. Yeah. So I was, I was happy to, <laughs> to, to throw that in. Um, and uh, joining us, not for the first time, uh, she's been on the show before. She's been in my life for many years because she's such a fucking fabulous stand-up comedian. She's also the comedian behind NYT Vows, which you should absolutely be following on Instagram and on Twitter. It is the New York Times wedding vow section like um, parody site, and it's so funny. Uh, folks, it's Selena Kopic. Hey, Selena. Hey, Nagin. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Oh, my God. You're so technical. Are, are you? <laughs> Selena has talked about being not technologically savvy. Are you worse than my mom, though? I wonder. I mean, I kind of want to tap into you helping me out as well. When you're done with the shift, <laughs> helping your mom swing over my place. Because, I mean, yeah, I am here in right. my closet with every piece of uh, Mac equipment I own in my life. <laughs> Right. No, and you know you look great doing it. Uh this is this is my Ramadan thing is that if you have a technological issue and I'm not that fucking great, but I will try to calmly explain to you what is going on with your technological issue. That's my that's my vow for Ramadan. Uh, so I'll, I think I'll that's really positive, Nikki. My my mom has started. Um, maybe your maybe you could get your parents to start doing this. It really has softened the okay. blow for me. My yeah. mom forgets every password she's ever fucking had, oh, and she has fun. started apologizing before she asks. Like she, the text will be like, "I'm so sorry. I'm gonna write it down this time. Please do not be mad. No rush at all." <laughs> dot dot dot. I need the Netflix password, and we did it like two weeks ago. You know what I mean? So. So maybe if they could just come a little more correctly to you. Yes. Well, also, um, I feel like I'm also the keeper of their past. It's not like just the Netflix or whatever, but it's like I am the keeper of a lot of their passwords, just like password. And, uh, And it's just like. I can't explain to them the you know the thing with password whatever those are called password holders oh, yeah, like keychain or something key no chains, thank you it's like all that shit I can't <laughs> it's just like so now it's just like me I'm the fucking keychain I mean yeah, anyway, yeah human keychain oh, did, did you see I started getting angry I started mm. getting but you know what you it's Ramadan, it. so you I'm not it. doing it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There it is. Let's, uh, folks, let's get into it with topic number one. So we're going to talk about the wild world of vaccine passports. But before we do that, can we just say a quick thing about the Johnson & Johnson news, which is that they've halted distribution of it because of a very rare, very rare incidence of blood clots. Um, it's, I think, six people in uh, 7 million doses that have been administered so far. So I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to undersell it. Those are the numbers. Selena, what, do you, what did you think when you heard about this news with the J&J vaccine? Uh, I just felt like, hello, men. Welcome to caring about blood clots, I guess. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have all, Those of us who've been on oral contraceptives in the past, birth control causes blood clots. And since high school, I feel like every woman I know has been aware of this, has been mindful of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember in college, a lot of people being like, you know, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes if you're on the pill. Like, it's just so funny. All these like blood clot Johnny come lately's who suddenly really <laughs> care about blood clots. Like, give me a break, you newcomers. I was into blood clots from the ground floor. 
Blood Clot Johnny Come Lately's is the t- now title of this episode. <laughs> Caleb, uh, what was your thoughts uh, when you heard the news? You know, I am a I am a J and J vaccinated hoe, and I feel like oh yes, people getting people getting. I am also a super hypochondriac. I have been scared of blood clots uh, since I first really got into my hypochondria in like late high school. Like a cool kid, cool kid. Yeah, I've been there, babe. I've, actually, I, yeah, I blood clots terrify me, and I but I feel like people that are freaking out about this i'm like literally you have a ba- I, i'm pretty sure more people die in a year from like being uh tipped over a vending machine you know what i mean like you have a better chance <laughs> of getting struck specific... by lightning yeah it's insane like the, Ooh, yeah right people are people right. are being way too scary about it i mean because the astrazeneca thing was also a blood clot thing and then they found that the incidence of blood clots was actually lower than what the incidence of it is in just the regular population in a normal situation. So they just, you know, so they were sort of like, let's not, you know, make a whole to-do out of this. And obviously we still don't know what, you know, the full story with the Johnson & Johnson. We're going to let the scientists figure that out. Luckily, Caleb, Selena, good news, me and the two of you don't have to decide anything. Scientifically, it's not up to us. us. (laughs) Um, I I asked the CDC, I was just like, let's make sure. Do we have anything to do with the decision making and they were like no um but uh they like decide in fact decided to leave most of the podcasting community out of their decision making which i thought which is an oversight that's i find that to be an oversight (laughs) yeah because i've used aloe vera on some interesting problems uh, and i have some ideas i have some ideas but um i think uh the astrazeneca thing you know what i don't want to see happen is for Americans to be like, well, I'm I'm done with Johnson Johnson forever yeah. because of this little hiccup. This is a hiccup. The medical community is going to make some determinations about this hiccup, and then you're going to also learn about the kinds of risks you take, like you mentioned, Selena, with fucking birth control pills or with fucking Viagra or flying or blah, in an blah, blah, airplane. Blah. I mean, there's high incidence. You know, like yes, yeah. I mean, all exactly. Of that stuff. These are, and it's too bad because I fear that it's going to turn into bad faith you know like people using it in bad faith to claim well that's why i'm not getting vaxxed it's like exactly exactly ugh, and break. we just don't want to see that happen which is why we want um the the, the self-proclaimed j&j hoes like caleb to be out and proud about their <laughs> j&j vaccine status. yeah and also be realistic like i seriously i a couple hours ago i walked to walgreens uh, to pick up a couple things, and I almost got hit by a truck because I was listening to music and not paying attention. Like I almost walked out into the street, and there's no like, there's no world where I'd be like, God, going to Walgreens is killing people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, have some perspective. <laughs> Did you consider that going that almost getting killed going to Walgreens was the the fault of the J and J vaccine? <laughs> well, it, at this point, it's like we might saying. we might need to consider it. Like, <laughs> it kind of sounds like that's what we're doing now. I'm calling the CDC right now. Please do. Um, Okay, let's move on to the issue of vaccine passports. So the Biden Biden administration has said, I almost said the Biden administration, uh, which is just like you and Joe. Yeah. Um, The Biden administration has said uh, that they don't want to do a whole federal vaccine passport thing. So they're out of that game. Some states are banning vaccine passports. And what's interesting about that is that they don't want a passport that could discriminate against people who who haven't been vaccinated, but they don't mind bills that discriminate against 
against trans people. Oh, mm. it's just a fun, mm. uh, just a fun compartmentalization that they're able to live with. Um, they don't see that connection. But anyways, let's talk about what a vaccine passport is and why it's potentially a touchy subject. Selena, what is your understanding of how they work? I mean, I think I've I've read in some places the phrasing vaccine passport is problematic, um, you know, and that yeah. it is. I mean, I know the one they're doing presently in New York, uh, it, where, it, where it's like an, an iPhone app and you can show that you've gotten vaccinated in order to get into events at MSG and such. By the way, the the one in New York has a very middle medieval times name yeah, to it. It's it called the Excelsior <laughs> Pass. Excelsior. So, oh, that's sweet. So continue. But yeah, it seems, I mean, it's uh, well you know I don't want I, I kind of want to p- pivot into my opinion on it but yeah it seems yeah. as though especially presently while some people are vaccinated many people are not you know to mitigate risk it's a way to just know okay like who could, who could gather a maskless and what are the likelihoods of transmission and that type of thing Am I right? Right, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, that's exactly right. And just to just to give a couple of concrete examples of how it might work, like in New York, they're talking about again, it, it, like that Excelsior Pass isn't sort of like state mandate. I mean, it, it's it's like an abeta phase or something like that. So I, it's not like I I haven't you know used it for example, but um, they're thinking about doing a situation where like you know you could go to a Rangers game and vaccinated people would all sit in one area. Oh wow! Um, or like uh, you know they're talking about using passes. So that, for example, um, you know Cornell University for the fall semester is requiring vaccination, um, and they're you know they'll have a little they already have an app where people upload their te- their coronavirus tests. Um, you know, on a regular basis. So they'll, they'll use that system to be able to track who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, and whatever. If you're not vaccinated, you, you can't go. Um, which is, by the way, the case already for other yeah. schools with other vaccines, right? Exactly. Like you, yeah. you can't go to... I, I remember having to show all of my vaccine yes. records to go um, to, to wherever the fuck I went. So anyways... that so So what is your opinion of the, of the process well, of like doing something like that? I, I mean, I think... And I've seen from... From some people I know, uh, you know, posting on Instagram, uh, you know, and claiming that this is a, you know, loss of freedom and infringing on their rights. And I mean, it's just so absurd to me. And I think it's too bad because I think the phrase vaccine passport makes it seem like it's something different and special. And I think because it's new, people are like, mm, I'm suspicious. But I mean, yeah, we've had to do this. I remember every first day of school, you got to bring, you know, that you had your measles, mumps, rubella, all that stuff, like playing yeah, the hits. Yeah. And this isn't new. And it's just, I mean, it's just funny, too, because I feel like, you know, Americans throw away our privacy with both hands in so many instances. And and yet, like, and then yet when something where it's for the common good and it's a matter of public health, suddenly they're like suspicious about, I mean, it's, I find it so backwards. Like, I think it makes so much sense. And these are, these are strange times. And yeah, if it has to be that you have to split by group of vax versus unvax, like, I don't want to hang out with these unvax dirty birds. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, where are you on the uh, vax versus unvax dirty bird spectrum? You know what? I'm going to do something that I think is uniquely and very specially American, which is uh, issue a take without having read too much about this. <laughs> I think, yes, I, you know, and I'm comfortable. Nobody doing that. has ever done that on this show before. I'm I am just shocked and alarmed. Shocked I am comfortable doing this, and if anyone wants to come for me later for something that I uh, need to know that didn't, that's fine. I think. Look. I, well, a lot of the people that are lining up against this are the same people who line up 
we're talking about privileges. We're not talking about rights. Do I think it should be used for um, your ability to be treated at a hospital or to ride public transportation? No, I don't think that's fair. Um, a concert at Madison Square Garden is pretty much the same thing as the people that are lined up against vaccine passports. They're all lined up for the idea of a business being able to not bake a cake for a gay wedding. Right, so it's like, right, right. These are private businesses. These are privileges. And fuck yeah, we should use it because the problem... I would also say that if the situation was just you're unvaccinated, you could be harming yourself. I'd be like, fuck it, get COVID and go nuts and have the lung respiratory issues. But the problem is if not enough people get vaccinated and we don't do some big moves to like incentivize and kind of force it, then we're going to get a bunch of different variants that's going to keep this shit going on forever. So it's like at some point, whatever we can do uh, that isn't just holding people down and giving them a shot, like any social pressure we can give to be like, yeah, if you want to go to a concert, if you want to go to restaurants, if you want to travel um, outside of the like the necessary like public in your city kind of ways, then yeah, you need to fucking prove that you have a vaccine because we need to move on from this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, can, so my take on it is I'm going to go ahead and make like a, 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 a an argument against the equity argument, which is that I think, you know, people are talking about like, you know, it's not, we're creating classes of people. People are vaccinated, people are unvaccinated, whatever, you know, and then that means that those people can't go on their Norwegian cruises because by the way, Norwegian and Royal Caribbean have decided that vaccine, that they're going to have a vaccine (laughs) requirement. But the, the thing is, is that, Going on a Norwegian cruise was already divided the haves and the have-nots. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like cruise liners, the great equalizers. (laughs) Like, that's not what, you know, we were already, for a lot of these activities, we were already putting classes of groups into who can afford it and who can't. Now, vaccines aren't a question of affordability because everyone can get them for free. There might be some questions of access, and a lot of states are trying to do everything they can to kind of like um, deal with those access questions. So I think like it's just, it's not the same, the equity argument isn't the same. And then I, I would make the case that I'm okay with this. Is, by the way, it's temporary, right? Until this shit is figured out. Um, because there is a world in which we can get herd immunity without the, you know, the, let's say it's, I think it's an 80% you get herd immunity and that means 20% didn't get the vaccine. And maybe, you know, maybe like if you're a stalwart anti-vaxxer, maybe we don't need you for herd immunity. If you're, if it's like, if 20%, if it's you and 20% of you, then maybe we're okay and we can get through this and it's fine. So this is a temporary situation that will, and this is my bigger argument, help us get through the economic calamity that is that this pandemic has wrought. If these vaccine passports mean more people can go to the theater and support the arts, if it means more people can go to the cinema and support the arts, if it means more people can go to sports venues and support those support those teams and support the local economies that have suffered from not having games, that have suffered from not having theater, that have suffered from, you know, not having all sorts of th- things that go on, this is a way to kind of help jumpstart it. And if it means a temporary feeling of there's a class of people that have vaccines in the class that don't, I'm not sure, but in my limited thinking on this, I think I can, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually feel like the, I, I personally feel like the, and I have a very particular perspective on this, that a lot of my family is from rural, the rural Midwest. And I know a couple of people who are nurses uh, in those areas that cannot give away the vaccine. They cannot get mm. people to come and take them. They're throwing right. them away. So I'm like, right. the equity thing to me feels like, 
a very it feels like a thing that happens a lot, which is people uh, doing a bad faith co-opt of something that actually matters. Equity is an actually important conversation in a lot of things. But the vaccines are free. There are mass vaccination sites. People are begging to give them away in a lot of the communities where uh, there would be an equity issue. And people are just co-opting that conversation to try and like make it a level playing field with, like you said, Nagin, the actual conversations where that's important and relevant. Yeah. Right. And I also want to point out, like, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis already banned the requirement of vaccination proof documents in the state, which has actually made the cruise business really worried because they want to reopen, but they only want to reopen with vaccinations. Right. Yeah. And obviously, that's something that the governor has to like reckon with because cruise liners leaving ports of Florida, that's a big fucking thing. Right. Like, that's a big part of the economy. Um, I mean, I don't know how big. I'm just saying that. It seems like it would be big. Yeah. Don't fucking at me. I have no idea. <laughs> but it seems us. like. It would be big. Yeah. You know what? I quit this podcast. I shouldn't be hosting it. Um, but uh, you know, the the the, the Missouri House of Representatives oh, gave God. initial approval on Monday, um, prohibiting any government entity or business from requiring COVID nineteen vaccination. And you know, I, again, yeah, like I, I think in you know, I'm in New York, and in New York, it seems like everyone's getting the vaccine. Yeah. So like, what? Um, but these governors are also dealing with populations that, like you said, Caleb, there might be some people that are. Like, no, thank you. Um, so I, I can understand they have competing interests and a need to get reelected. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's unfortunate uh, that it comes into play. Um, final thoughts on this, Selena. What do you think? Uh, would Will you be downloading the Excelsior Pass? I think I will. And, you know, I don't know if I sound like some sort of like robot who's like, follow the directions. But, um, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I want, I want my normal life back, you know. Like, I'm excited to go to California and see one of my sisters. And, you know, like, I'm really eager to get my life back. And I think... If in the name of public health, if this is what we have to do, I am all for it. And, you know, my whole life I've been vaccinated and everything's been A-OK. You know, I got all the you know, when I was a little baby, I got all the shots and like everything's been fine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Pfizer girl <laughs> living in a big war in a Barbie world. <laughs> oh, and I'm Moderna. The three of us represent uh, the three. My God. Unity. <laughs> so cute. Uh, all right. Well, folks, let me know what you think. Uh, where, we, by the way, the whole world, we didn't even get into like the entire world of the apps. Is this, they're all over the place. There's multiple apps. It's like that, the, just the technological bit is a little bit um, of a mess uh, until one rises to the top, I guess. I don't know what, how, what will happen. Uh, but let me know. What do you think? Are you going to get the, um, are you going to get a vaccine passport? Do you think you should have to do it? Uh, I'm so curious to know your thoughts. Uh, and in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, um, like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, mm, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness. <laughs> like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it just it makes common sense pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make 50 percent of your first subscription order at pros.com slash fake the nation um will be taken off that's Pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just 
super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. And we are back. And folks, uh, before we get into uh, topic numero dos, I wanted to remind you guys to join uh, my Patreon at patreon.com slash Farsad. Next week, we're coming up with the second bonus segment of Fake the Nation. It's um, it's a doozy, and it's going to be real fun. Uh, so for all, all the bonus materials from Fake the Nation, including bonus um, essays from me, t-shirts, mugs, uh, the just overwhelming satisfaction that you're supporting one of your favorite shows, um, definitely uh, join patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. We have many levels of support. Now, let's get into it with topic number two. Um, So we're just going to quickly mention this um, because not enough is out and uh, this is an ongoing discussion. Uh, But a couple nights ago... um, Dante Wright was a passenger in a car with an expired license plate uh, after um, he was stopped by the police. And after running his ID, the officers found an outstanding warrant for unspecified gross misdemeanor. I don't know what that means. He was taken out of the car. He, He tried to get back in. Officer Kim Potter yelled taser. Then she shot him with one bullet. Um, According to some uh, other officers, it seems like that was she meant to, sh- to to use a taser and accidentally used a bullet. It is unclear. Again, I don't, you know, I don't know. But the result was that that was a fatal shot and Dante Wright died. There were protests. Um, unfortunately, some looting. There were pleas from Wright's mother to stop the violence. Potter has resigned. They're looking at pressing charges. It's a, um, just the whole thing is utterly fucking heartbreaking uh, again. And, uh... God, it's just really sad. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's it's become a thing where people keep this just keeps happening. Where cops continue to kill someone who's yeah. unarmed, resisting or whatever aside, unarmed, and yeah. specifically this argument of I didn't realize I was grabbing my gun, and then like literally, I have had like. Starbucks baristas be more apologetic about fucking up my drink than these people are about truly grabbing the wrong thing and killing someone. And it's like, I, I think just to be safe, let's put them in jail for the rest of their fucking lives. Like just to be safe, let's just put them in jail and assume it was on purpose. And then maybe if we start doing that, then cops from now on, when they reach for something, they will be extra sure that they're grabbing their taser. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's fucking insane. And also I get, I get really, um, I get really pissed off about like white people, particularly after these things happening, getting super, super, super deep in their feelings about looting, because it's like we're talking about communities that have only and historically had violence enacted against them by the state. So what would your response be at a certain point other than to enact violence against the state? You know what I mean? Against and private corporations are certainly a part of the state. So I don't know. I just think that a lot of the conversations after it have so little to do with like someone is dead for no reason. And it makes zero sense. Yeah. And I am, um, you know, and I, and I, and I provided those details just because sometimes people feel annoyed when I don't provide Certainly. those kinds of details. Certainly. No, you're correct. Um, but, and I, like, I don't think looting is the right answer. Um, but I, I also understand, like you said, the historical forces 
that drive it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's like I, I I understand that it is the wrong response, and I understand that it is the emotional response, yeah. you know. Um, and but and and also that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Right. Like it also, right. The other thing is like I, it's like the looting is being reported on, and it is it's. And, and I feel really horrible about the local businesses um, that that suffer from it. Um, that said, it's actually like not the issue at hand. Yeah, the issue yeah. at hand is like the the killing um, of unarmed uh, black people. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. So, and it's so it's Selena, just so what it, yeah. It's just so tragic to me to see these examples exactly time and time and time again. I mean. I, I cannot imagine the sheer fear you must have as a black American being pulled over by a police officer because it just, mu- I mean, it must be absolutely terrifying. So you're really jittery. And I'm sorry, the onus is not on the person who's been pulled over to keep it calm and be okay. You know, like, this is a terrifying situation. I, I can only imagine. And I mean, just how heartbreaking that this trauma, this tragedy, this brutalism is met with further violence. You know, like the police that are trying to squash protests. It's like people are grieving. They're angry. This is such a terrible thing that's been been going on for so long. And trying to control it and squash it and break people is not working. I mean, you got to come up with a better plan here. But you need to give people room to protest, give them room to be angry and grieve and try to fix the system rather than just, I mean, it just seems like such an overreaction and just not commensurate with the size. I mean, I everything about it, it's just, I just can't get yeah, over it. Yeah, I mean, I think it like the, you know, that something precipitated from an expired license plate tag feels, um, it, it just feels, it's just so ups. I don't yeah. know. It just, I, it just leaves me to say, I, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking get it. Completely agree. And the thing I come back to a lot on these that this that I I am not a, a moderate person, but I th- I feel like I can find some pretty moderate proposals. <laughs> you really, you've been sending me Joe Manchin vibes all day. I have been Caleb. giving big Joe Manchin this vibes. Is so... Well, well, I've been doing that privately in the chat. Shocking. Publicly, I have to be a leftist. <laughs> but privately, I keep it pretty. No, I mean, look, the I feel like a pretty moderate proposal is like a lot of times people will be like, well, what was the officer supposed to do? Just let him get away? And it's like, yeah, yes, time. yeah, because we have <laughs> yeah. warrants and we have street cameras and we have so mm-hmm. we have we live in a surveillance state where if yeah, he did, you'll get you get yeah, you can get him in a safer situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's overthinking. I'm so sorry, Caleb. I'm interrupting you, but you're not. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like I think about okay, you know, if if the police officer in these in, in multiple interactions, like if they could kind of take three steps, sort of slow it down, and think to yourself. Oh, like if this person is trying to get into his car and the issue is expired license plate and a, um, you know, a f- previous fine for apparently smoking pot, like, but it was also mailed to the wrong address. Like, I mean, there's all these things about the story that, but like, yeah, I don't know if the person just bounces out of there, not the worst thing in the world. You could probably find him really easy. Have you ever, like the DEA and the FBI find people every friggin' day. I don't know. Maybe do some police work there, and, you know, and like also in addition to that. 
we have a charge for that. That's called evading arrest, right? So mm. if, if he gets back in the car and leaves, it's like, okay, that's an additional charge that exists in the justice system. There's no reason that you need to go out of your way to even pull a taser, I feel like. I mean, yeah. maybe if you can yeah. get it right, but it's like, just let him go and then charge him with evading arrest as well. Like, yeah. Um, Selena, I believe from your dating life, you have a little bit of expertise. <laughs> oh, uh, I will never shut up about the fact that I used to hook up with both the D- two different guys, one DEA, one FBI. So I feel like I know how these things there work. Is, okay, that's, and that's why we have you on the show today. And that's why I can you're weigh on in the on how today. the feds work. I really and I'm, can. And I'm but a drug I mean, But I mean, it's <laughs> so we're getting all the perspectives. <laughs> But I think like that's the thing is if, if there's one thing we've learned from Selena's dating life is that people don't <laughs> generally get out of these things, right? Like they are found, yeah, you oh, know, it's, and it is like let them go. Exactly. Because, because it's not like they can go for long if that's the fucking, you know, concern. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's also much safer to scoop them up in a low key environment, usually first thing in the morning. I mean, I used to go on dates with this um, FBI dude and, you know, we'd go out for drinks. I would drink. He would hang out and look at my beautiful face um but you know i mean he would usually be going to like you know kind of sit in his car for a couple hours because then they would be serving warrants early in the morning when people are you know in theory when people are like calm and sort of docile um because yeah i mean if if they wanted to take in dante Wright, if you know they felt like it got out of control Right, right. At, in that moment at the car was not the moment to, to, for this, you know, like let him go. And then, you know, presumably there's an address on file. You could find him again, yeah, you know? Yeah, there's a, you have license plates. Exactly. I and mean, there's like endless things. That, yeah. Guys, my question is like, why are we not running police uh, <laughs> at like, you know, PD, Minneapolis PD? I know. Truly. Just like the three of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, these are all excellent points. I just wanted to get your your guys' quick uh, take on those. Folks, let me know what you think. It's obviously heartbreaking uh, and, and fucking difficult to talk about and difficult to think about so um but but uh i'm I'm curious to hear how you're sort of uh parsing through uh the news on this one uh and now let us move on to the next topic so we read a piece in the new york times called you can be a different person after the pandemic by olga kazan uh so we're gonna dig into this idea that you can fucking change in it she writes quote researchers have found that adults can change the five traits that make up personality extroversion openness to experience emotional stability agreeableness and conscientiousness within just a few months um folks what did what were your thoughts on on this piece and do you think people can change caleb yeah i mean what healthy adult is surprised by this like i feel feel like i feel like i've seen people being like whoa and it's like yeah dude i mean like you could change all the time like you go to therapy you notice a bad behavior you have a bad fallout in a relationship and realize that you were part of the problem like this is this is pretty like yeah all of that combined with also um I don't know, maybe it's just like growing up in the closet in the red state of it all. But yeah, trauma can certainly change a person. Like, yeah, we've been through a lot of trauma this year. It's been a fucked up, insane, weird time. I I have no trouble believing that people are going to come on the other side and feel, uh, come out on the other side and feel pretty different. Yeah, I feel myself, you know, I used to be a 
you know, just hyper, hyper uh, out every night, bouncing around, almost like compulsively social. And mm. and now, I mean... I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it. <laughs> like, I've, heard it. I've heard about bouncing. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, now... Now, you know, like, I'll meet a friend in the park for, you know, a, like, a glass of wine, uh, you know, over the summer. We would, like, sit six feet apart from, right. from each other and all that jazz. And, you know, after 45 minutes, I'd be like, and I'm spent. Carry my carcass home. <laughs> you know, like, I just, it's, you know, I really feel like, and I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, a lot of people, we used to hustle every day, ride the subway yeah. into Midtown. And, you know, and I think a lot of people now are going to feel like they slowed down and that pace is going to, they can only go so much faster from that. That slowed down pace. Um, but exactly like I also think it's a I think it's easy sometimes to get on a track and feel like you're not allowed to say, hey, you know what? This thing that I was into for a long time doesn't work for me anymore. And so I do. And, you know, and that seems obvious. And I think, you know, you would hope that more people would know, like you, you're allowed to change your mind at any moment. But I think for a lot of people, they needed this to per- give them permission to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, like this house I've been living in that I always, you know, it's driving me batty. I'm going to move to a city or vice versa. Or yeah, like, right, you know, right. I don't like the kids doing a million activities and I never did. And now I'm going to decide we're not re- signing up again for a million activities, you know, like just to give yourself permission to change. And I think it's great that that's coming out of this because, yeah, for some people, for many people, that's hard to do. You know, it's funny because your your example is the is the is the extrovert calming down um and but the article mostly talks about introverts kind of getting more riled up and uh, and being more extroverted so uh one of the things they found was for example putting more effort well okay this isn't uh, let me give you now a bad idea like a bad example <laughs> of what i was just saying um one but one study found that putting more effort into homework led students to become more conscientious um, which is, which makes, you know, it was a basically a reversal of that notion that conscientious students put more effort into doing their homework, right? It doesn't necessarily mean there's no chicken or egg thing happening here, which I think is what a lot of, a lot of people are just like, I'm the argument basically that like, well, this is just who I am is mm-hmm. shit. And I yeah. have <laughs> long thought that it's fucking garbage, that argument. And I hate it when I hear it. I don't know how many times your friends have used this on you, but I have heard this fucking argument of people that are like, you know, um, I, I have a friend who really wants to be in a relationship, but just re you know, and refuses to do any online dating. And I'm yeah. like, look, uh, it's 2021. I mean, I don't know. You're like, then you got to be really good about going out and meeting people in person, yeah. or you got to do the online dating. Like, you have to do one of the things. Yeah. Um, you, can't you have to, just... yeah, stop, stop hiding behind, like, well, this is just me. It's how I am. Right. I hide yeah, under, a, you know, like, I hide under a rock me. and then I complain right. about it. And that's like a terrible argument. I also hate when people try to tell me about someone else, like, Oh, well, you can't you can't listen to him when he's like that. That's just how he is. And I always feel like, right, so then that's just why I fucking don't like him. Like, it's like, oh, that's just yeah. his problem. It's like, right. And it's also my problem. That's exactly what we're discussing. I don't understand I what you've, you what you think you're doing. 
it is hilarious how much people will like justify they're like she's a total bitch like 99% of the time but 1% heart of gold and it's like I don't want to <laughs> deal with that 99% oh, yeah know? the ratio is bad <laughs> fuck that noise I gotta go yeah. I know it's like the, a thing that would make someone a good lead of an animated sitcom <laughs> is not <laughs> something I want to live with right like yeah. that's not how we should be living but I but again just to give more fodder to why this makes sense that people can change. Um, A review of studies found that a month of therapy, literally any kind of therapy in just one month, reduced neuroticism by about half the amount you might expect to see it naturally decline in the course of an entire lifetime. Um, So, uh, and and that change remained for almost, uh, for about a year after this therapy took place. So just doing something to make that change, like if you're like, I'm neurotic and it's making me crazy. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And you go to therapy for just a month, then it's likely any kind of therapy. It's likely uh, to, to you'll you you'll see a decline in your neuroticism. Um, neuroticism after neuroticism, introversion was the most changeable personality trait. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and introversion and neuroticism are the two factors that play the, the biggest role in social anxiety. And one of the ways that they talked about like making that change is basically living it, right? Like studies where people had to do the thing that they weren't comfortable with, um, like going to meet someone at a bar, talking to a stranger at a bar or whatever, um, talking in public, you know, giving a speech or something. Um, th- if they did that for a few weeks, they then embrace that thing as something that they were all along. Hmm. So it's like, oh, it turns out all along, I was the type of person to talk to strangers in bars, right? Um, And and so, and I thought, what did you think of that finding? That just like actually doing the thing made them like believe in themselves as that thing. Yeah, I find that fascinating. And it reminds me of like, when you think you have a cold, like I feel like often when I think I feel a cold coming on, I'm yeah. filled with fear. Here comes this cold. Oh no, I'm going to be sick. I'm supposed to go to a party in two days, but I have a cold, you know. But then once I'm in the thick of the cold, I'm like, well, oh, I have a cold. It's fine, you know. Like then I'm calm. And I feel like it's sort of similar in that people sort of convince themselves, like, well, I can't do this thing. I'm terrified of this thing. I'm terrified of this thing. And then you do the thing and it's like, oh, right. it's actually not that bad. I can do the thing. You know, it's like right. the fear of the unknown more than the actual fear of the thing. Right. I feel like I verbalized um, that in the dumbest way possible. No, <laughs> it was so dumb. It, it was big. so dumb. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm also dumb, though. You have to understand that. If I'm on your team, it's better. But the great thing, Selena... You're welcome, dummy, dummy listeners. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing, Selena, is that you get to change yourself. You know what I mean? Studies have shown. Uh, No, I'm joking. No, that's exactly right. It's like this thing. We we build things up in our heads, but then once we're there, um, it's totally fucking fine. Is there something um, that maybe came to you after reading this piece... That you were like, I, I, there's a 
quality I'd, about myself I'd like to change. Caleb, was there something that came to you that that you wanted to change? Um, you know, there it wasn't necessarily something that came to me about uh, wanting to change, but it was something that I realized I had done really well about over the pandemic and hadn't really processed. Oh, so this is like a com- this is just a compliment to Absolutely. you section and why, of and, the conversation. And why okay. else would I come on the pod? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you guys weren't complimenting me enough, so I've decided to dive in and take to take the reins. Uh, it's our fault. No, absolutely. It's, Conti- it's on yeah, everyone please else. continue. Um, no, but I think I, I have a, a very specific trait that I will continue to work on after this that I feel like I, I have done better about during the pandemic, which is that I crowdsource my anxiety a lot. Like, I I feel a lot of pleasure. What does that mean? Oh, I'll text. Uh, I'll text like, uh, I, you know, I have like a couple different group texts and I'll just pick one and be like, I feel like I'm going to die of a heart attack this week. <laughs> you know, whatever's, whatever's fucking right. up my head or I'll be like, I think I have a brain yeah. tumor because I had a headache yesterday. Um, yeah. And during the pandemic, I have really tried to stop doing that because people are processing so much shit, which was true before, too. And I just did, I guess, didn't care or notice. But after after this, I really am going to try to be someone who like takes a breath. And when I have the impulse to do that, like write it fucking down or something like just take five minutes and ask, is this something you really should be putting on people in the middle? Of, it'd be like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday and I'll be like, I'm worried about blood clots. You know what I mean? And that's completely inappropriate. Right. Right. Hashtag Ramadan goals. I like Ramadan that. Ramadan goals. Um, Selena, is there a thing that you have changed or that you wish you could change and that this article brought on for you? Yeah, I mean, it made me, I remember a few years ago, every year for New Year's, instead of doing a resolution, I just have a mantra. And a few years ago, my mantra was everyone's doing the best they can. And I found mm. it to be a really helpful way just to like approach people whether it's you know the cashier at cvs or like my coworker or my mom or my you know like and and um and i think i've been i've been thinking about this a lot in that same way and sort of similar to you caleb where everyone is going through it and and you know and people this past year have been processing trauma in many different ways and some healthy some not so healthy some very public some extremely private and I think I've just tried, I think, I think I used to sort of think like, well, the way that I process trauma is the right way. And, you know, like, and I think I've really been trying to detach from that and be like, everyone, if some people want to post about it on Facebook, cool. If that works for them, great. You know, like, uh, if, you know, like if other people, you know, burrow down and need to, like, I think I've just, you know, this year has helped me just to be a little more thoughtful about like, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. And, um, and especially in light of major, major, you know, trauma and hardship. I think the great thing about that everyone's doing the best they can is that it sort of reminds you that in every interaction you have, um, everyone's doing the best they can. And what if they just found out the worst news of their life? Yeah. And that's why they yelled at you, you know, for fucking spilling milk at, you know, at the coffee counter or whatever, you know? Um, everyone's doing the best they can. And what if a woman, uh, you know, j- just got a severe di- diarrhea poop in her butt? And that's <laughs> why if? she's yeah. like acting super weird. Yeah. And not Been there. there. And, and back right. off, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think, so I think that's great because it also sort of like it it, it encourages um, a level of um, just empathy for people that I think is really remarkable. Um, and uh, one of, so one of the things that I it's interesting is like I'm a comedian and I 
have to go up in front of strangers all the time. And and since I've been back doing live shows, um, by the way, guys, New York, there are live shows available to you now indoors um, that are, you know, at, at I think it's 35% capacity. You should go if you feel safe. Um, and weirdly, like most of the, I, like I would say 97% of the audiences I've performed for have been fully vaccinated. So that's also interesting. But um, mine uh, is, is, I think I, I would love I, and I would love to change my self-talk. Like I say a lot of shit, garbage things to myself about myself. Um, and I think that it really like bites. It, 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 it just um, t- eats away at my self-confidence. And, and it's weird to be like, I have a confidence issue, but I'm in the most, you know, outward facing fucking job, right? Yeah. It's like, but it's really common, wouldn't you say, for comedians to like hate themselves and be really not confident. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, big time. Even ones that are like, you know, <laughs> careerist. Um, you know, I remember having a conversation with a very famous comedian who was asking me, hey, uh, you think they'd take me on, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me? And I was like, dude, like, do you want me to make an introduction? You're fucking famous. Like, this is ridiculous that we're having this conversation. But, like, I was like, oh, that self-confidence issue just, is, it's like, cool. I get to explain on it in my 50s and 60s. Great. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll just be with me forever if this fucking guy who is, you know, a world-famous comedian has it. And uh, and I want to get rid of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like uh, reading this article made me feel like, oh, I can just act more confident and and just nicer to myself in my own head. And then I will be more confident and nicer to myself. My thing with that, honestly, I told I 100 percent relate to you. And mine was so bad a couple years ago that just like Selena said, I had to I had to come up with a mantra. I was like, okay, I literally was like posting it online, writing it in my journal. Like I was Mm -hmm. I was for like literally like 15 months just constantly posting, uh, which is so corny. But I was just posting you're doing fine and people like you because I. I was constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough. People are, people are uh, over it. You know what I mean? And it really, it worked. I mean, and you're a gay icon and you had those If that can happen to me, imagine who it could happen to. Oh my God. Yeah. I I similarly, I had some of those mantras on (laughs) post-its around my bedroom mirror. And I just remember back in my like hookup days, like bring a guy home and be like, I just got to take care of some stuff in my bedroom. like ripping down all the (laughs) post-its. I will say also something um, kind of in relation to the article and also the the mantra thing of it all that I was thinking earlier, Selena, when you were saying that was there's an unfortunate thing that happens around mental health talk where really good, like catchy, like actually helpful mantras get like run into the fucking ground by like faux uh, mental health people who are actually just justifying like, for example, that article made me think of, I'm sure you guys have all heard somebody say, I can do hard things or we can do hard things. And it's like, that's true. That's a good mantra. That's actually helpful. But now I've seen it on like so many throw pillows that I'm like, I hate it. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's outworn. It's useful. Or like it just yeah. feels hack it at the this shark. point. Yeah. So you roll oh, your yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to have something that's like very personal to you yeah. Um, that, that'll make it, you know, I, I remember hearing this woman, I've, I've mentioned this on the show before who was like a gold medalist in in mogul skiing or whatever um where that's the skiing where they have to go over these 
things anyway. Sorry, I don't know. And uh, and she didn't like the jumping aspect of the skiing, but she was like, if I want to be a gold medalist, I'm gonna have to really get into jumping. And so she wrote all over her post-it notes, said, you love jumping, you love mm. jumping, you love jumping, jumping so great, jumping so fun, jumping so awesome. Like, and then she became a gold medalist, right? And so I, I think that kind of like specificity to yourself makes the thing less of a throw pillow mantra mm-hmm. and more, exactly. you know, something that that you can work with. Well, folks, I, uh, I love talking about this shit and I don't know hit me up in two months and ask me if I fucking if I'm fucking nicer to myself we'll see <laughs> let's see I don't know audience is there a thing you're trying to do um you have you checked out this article or this conversation and has it made you want to like tr- change a thing let me know I'm so curious to hear all right that is the end of the show Caleb and Selena my question to you is how do you feel? Feel great. Feeling really good. Um, yeah, this was a great conversation and wide ranging, heartfelt, delightful, and uh, it's been it's been a blast to hang out with you guys. Ah, same here. And Caleb, how do you feel? It could be anything from I feel pop tarts to uh existential you know i just feel like what a what a special little time we got to spend together i'm absolutely starving i'm gonna eat as soon as i get off here and i'm so happy (laughs) to have talked about and pretty much solved the world's issues with you guys oh yeah we oh that's right we finished it yeah Yeah, we finished all the issues (laughs) we We did them yeah, yeah, no, that's so great. I'm so I, I'm glad I've been meaning to do it, yeah. and now here well, you we keep are. putting We've it off. You keep it. putting it off, but then eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's all, it's and it's all not that it. hard yeah, to yeah. do once you're doing it. Yeah. You know, it's and just the dread that keeps it. you alive. Oh, <laughs> guys, I'm gonna have a completely different personality next time we talk. So just gear up for that. Um, all right, folks. What I would really love is for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the good things that you're doing. Selena, where do they find you? Yes, all my handles are S E L E N A C O P. P-O-C-K. Well, actually not all, but most. Um, Twitter, Insta, all that fun stuff, my website. But then NYT Vows is my sweet baby where I mock the wedding industrial complex and the New York Times wedding section. And that is Twitter and Insta and literally NYT V-O-W-S. And also Selena has a comedy album out there that you could consume. I do, so, yeah. What's Nikki, it and you're so good. Yes, I have a great album. It's on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, all that fun places. It's called Seen Better Days. Um, I think it's hilarious. I'm very, very proud I of it. I think it's hilarious. You mm, should, thanks, everyone girl. should absolutely listen to it. It's fantastic. And Caleb, where do people find you? Uh, first and foremost, I want everyone to go listen to Selena's album. And then if you want to find me afterwards, only if you have time, you can find me. Only if you have time. Only if you have time, you can find me at Caleb Says Things on all social media. And also check out my HeadGum podcast with Shelby Wolfstein, Keeping Records. We're talking about space and culture. Oh, my gosh. And the really extra fun thing is that I'm going to be joining Keeping Records at some point. In a big way. So it is going to be a Fake the Nation Keeping Records crossover extravaganza. Um, So, no, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Follow him on all the things. Uh, he, we're, we're so happy to have met him uh, here at Fake the Nation and we'll definitely have you back because you're delightful and folks you know where to find me and all of the stuff that I do um, and uh, ooh, thanks everyone who's been watching Bird Girl on Adult Swim I'm so um, I'm just so delighted that you've been doing that I'm really like uh, moved I blush that you've been doing that thank you so much and thank you for everyone who's been joining the Patreon patreon.com slash you guys have been so delightful um, you're going to get uh, another um, 
bonus uh, coming at you next week. And of course, I'd like to thank everyone who makes this podcast possible. That's our wonderful producer, Julia Linden, our fantastic sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and all the wonderful people at HeadGum. Our theme music is written by Gabby Alter. And as always, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts um, because it helps people find the show. That's an actual thing. And if you have any ideas about what we should be talking about, um, you know, guest ideas, uh, anything, any of the uh, recipe that you want to share, please email us at fakethenation at headgum.com. Again, that's fakethenation at headgum.com. And we'll be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>